Hi, welcome to this episode of Human Wreckage. My name is Tom's. I'm your host. Today we're going to be talking about Todd Schlitz and Annette Cooper. They're both natives of Logan, Ohio, a historic coal mining town situated 35 miles southeast of Columbus. They had a special connection to each other in October 1982. They're both young and deeply in love. As the second eldest of four kids in a well-respected family, Todd was 19 and was employed at a printing company and worked as a volunteer firefighter. Annette attended Hawking College and planned to attend Ohio State University. Sadly, Annette's family was not close like her boyfriend Todd's family was. The young couples lived together with Todd's family at Todd's request because he knew of the allegations against Dale Johnson, Annette's stepfather of sexual abuse. On October 4th, 1982, Todd and Annette didn't return home, which was out of character for the couple. Concerned about their whereabouts, Todd's family began calling around to find them. However, no one, including Annette's family, had seen them since the previous day. This absence caused everyone to have a bad feeling that something had happened to them. Fearing the worst, Todd and Annette were reported missing. Detectives interviewed Todd's parents to gather information regarding the possible disappearance of Todd and Annette. During the conversation, the detectives inquired it was plausible that the couple had run away to get married. However, Todd's mother quickly dismissed this theory, pointing out that the couple had left behind all their belongings, indicating they had not planned to leave permanently. In the course of the conversation, Todd's mother shared details about the rumors surrounding Dale Johnson, Annette's stepfather. She emphasized that the detective should investigate him as a potential suspect in the couple's disappearance. When the officer spoke to Dale, they observed that he did not appear worried about the missing teenagers. Despite the seriousness of the situation, Dale's demeanor did not reflect any sense of concern. During their conversation with Dale, the police asked him if he knew the couple's whereabouts. Dale stated that he had neither seen them nor heard from them. Ten days into Todd and Ned's disappearance, a rookie officer searching for the couple stumbled upon a gruesome discovery along the riverbanks. It was a human torso. The officer's heart sank as the reality of the situation began to sink in. Shortly after, investigators arrived at the scene and to their horror uncovered a second torso near the bridge. Although it had yet not been confirmed, the detectives couldn't shake off the sickening feeling that these torsos belonged to the missing teenagers. Eventually, the medical examiner did ID the torsos as Todd and Annette. Investigators made another chilling discovery a few hundred feet from where the torsos were discovered. They stumbled upon six to seven shallow graves that had been dug to bury the body parts of Todd and Annette. Eventually, the couple's heads were found, confirming that they had been killed by gunshot wounds inflicted by a 22 caliber gun. After the tragic murders of Todd and Annette, the atmosphere in, the, in Logan shifted dramatically. Fear gripped the community as news of crime spread like wildfire. The police department was inundated with a flood of calls from concerned citizens, each offering their theories and ideas about the killings. People began taking precautions to protect themselves in the light of the unsettling events. Detectives questioned Dale after hearing that he was a jealous of any relationship his stepdaughter might have had with other guys. It was also discovered that Dale worked as a butcher, raising concerns about his dismemberment capabilities. After several hours of intense investigation, Dale consistently stuck to his story, 
denying any involvement in Todd and Nett's murder. Investigators searched Dale's property to locate potential evidence related to the case. During the search, an officer made a significant discovery. They stumbled upon a collection of photographs featuring Annette in various poses without any clothing on. Some images duplicated Annette holding a gun belt while others showed her holding a rifle. These photographs were allegedly taken by Dale Johnson, therefore raising suspicion about his involvement in the case. Also, investigators found several knives and a machete they took into evidence. After the search, detectives arrested Dale and charged him with two accounts of aggravated murder. Dale was put on trial four months later. State prosecutors claimed Dale kidnapped and forced the couple into his vehicle, shot and butchered Annette and Todd. However, Dale Johnson's defense claimed that all the evidence against him was circumstantial. They said there was no connection between him and the murders of Anne and Todd. His machete, which the state claims he used to dismember the couple, wasn't even a match for the wounds that they had. Dale Johnson even took the stand during the trial and swore his innocence. Despite his pleas, the jury returned a guilty verdict and sentenced Dale Johnson to death. Dale Johnson served seven years of his death sentence before receiving an appeal trial. After his venture was thrown out, the case against Annette and Todd went cold and remained that way for 25 years without evidence or resources to prosecute Dale again. In 2007, a cold case squad decided to take a fresh look at Todd and Annette's murder. The case detectives interviewed old and new witnesses. However, one woman, Judy Lynn Scott, provided the most valuable information during a routine meeting with her parole officer. Judy had been charged with minor theft and disorderly conduct in the past. Her parole officer was involved in the initial investigation of Todd and Nett's murders, so he took it upon himself to speak with everyone he could about the case, including his parolees. When the officer asked Judy if she knew anything about Todd and Annette's murders, she replied yes. According to Judy, when the, the murders happened, she had married a petty criminal and drug dealer named Kenny Linscott. On the day Todd and Annette disappeared, Judy told the parole officer that many people were coming and going from her house partying. She said a man named Chester was there, and her husband Kenny and Chester left the house. They were missing for hours, and he was alone when her husband came home. However, Kenny had a big wound on his arm and was covered in blood. When asked what happened, he told her to mind her own business. Judy reported her suspicions to the police in 1982, but because the police were so focused on Dale Johnson, Kenny Lynn Scott was never considered a suspect. Police went to see Kenny to find out what he remembered, but he refused to speak with him. Upon identifying Chester as Chester McKnight, he was willing to talk to the police. Chester was in prison serving a sentence for an unrelated charge at the time the police questioned him in Todd and Annette's murders. Chester surprisingly confessed to the murders. Chester confessed to murdering Todd and Annette while being questioned by the police. During a walk in the woods, he and Kenny came upon the couple, and Chester took an interest in Annette. Kenny and Chester chased Todd and Annette down and shot them both with a twenty-two caliber pistol. He said he and Kenny then dismembered Todd and Annette with a machete. After pleading guilty to the murders, Chester McKnight received a, a life sentence. Originally, Kenny Linscott had been charged with first-degree murder. Still, his defense counsel reduced the charges to misdemeanor abuse of a corpse and was released with time served. 
Todd and Annette had a bright future ahead of them filled with dreams and aspirations. They were both hardworking individuals who had dedicated their lives to pursuing their goals and creating a better future, but that was all taken away from them way too soon. Thank you.